Hey, everybody. Welcome into the Divot Room. This is episode two. I'm Chris, and with me, as always, is the Todd. Todd, how you doing, buddy? Doing good. Where's my music? I know. So last week, I sung uh, the Todd to the Star Wars theme song, and I thought it was great, and I thought it was cool. I felt like you're like, you're, you, you deserve your own theme music. And I toyed with the option. I was like, you know, but if I do it this week, I'm going to have to do it every week. And there, I felt too much pressure on myself because I'm not a good singer. Well, first off, I think it's bullshit because <laughs> I really was expecting it today. And I, it, you're not in trouble, but we're going to have to definitely get something going. Cause, um, so much, so much. So I know you're disappointed because it was actually in the notes and I, it was a last minute cut. It ended up on the editing room floor. I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, but it, we got rid of it during our production meeting. You left it up to me. You're doing a great job. Well, thanks, Todd. I appreciate that. Uh, so how are things going? How are you doing? Doing How's this last week. Doing great, man. The weather was so nice. I finally felt like, you know, I played some golf. Did you play any golf? No. Okay. I played a little golf. Good. And it was sunny. And I feel like the ball kind of bounced around a little bit. It was awesome. <clears throat> How are the greens out there? Are people starting to punch them? No. I don't think that's probably going to happen for another month, and it's going to be a sad, sad day. Yeah. I always hate when I walk up to a golf course for the first time in the year, and I'm like, oh, no. And they just they charge you. <laughs> and they charge you $42. Yeah. And you just see the greens are just, the greens are just completely covered with sand, just punched. The, oh, it's – you know, they – I feel like in the olden days they used to use bigger tines, bigger holes. Just took yeah. months. It's now not, it's it's not as bad as it used to. Be, yeah, and, for sure. Yeah. So you texted me a few days ago, and had a photo with it that showed a leaderboard, not the players' championship. Why don't you go into it, Todd? What was it? Well, I play a lot of golf in a number of different men's clubs and. Last weekend was uh, the bums at the Greenback at Heron Lakes, and uh, I shot a little 71. Dude, it's amazing. One under. How many times have you shot under par? This year, twice. Okay. Have you lost count, like, total? No. It's under <laughs> 10 times, but okay. twice in the last month. So, yeah, playing decent, probably because it's lift clean in place. Well, yeah. And but we need that a- up here in the Great Pacific Northwest. Yeah, and it's it's easier Although yesterday was lift clean in place at a pro am at this dump called Waverly. You ever heard of it? Yeah. I'm I just have. kidding. I'm, I'm just kidding out there if you belong to Waverly. It's not a dump. Tiger Woods won US junior amateur out there. Jeez. I'll tell you, that first hole, somebody's put a house by the green. Are you shitting me? When you're a little nervous and like the first thing you're thinking about is a window. It, I didn't like it. And of course I hit the ball. The bottom of the club, first three or four holes, and I'll tell you, went out and shot an eighty-one. Golf is mean. Yeah. Golf is hard. I've never played out at Waverly, but I do know the fact that golf is mean, and that you can go out and you play really well, and then not play very well just the very next day. It happens to the pros. It happens to them on tour. Just uh, take a look at it. You'll see it. Mm-hmm. So, Todd, I want to just do some housekeeping items here from last week. We we had a great first episode, very well supported. I appreciate that. And everybody that uh, has sent us great comments, and we assume that we the people we don't hear from or have nothing, you know, 
Nothing nice to say. So we will. If uh, you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything, right? That's good words to live by. Mm-hmm. But sometimes people will say it, right? I mean, look at us. I mean, we, we're very open and honest about how we feel about Patrick Reed. We and have, that's. We have not nice things to say about Patrick Reed. And we want to be as honest and as real as we are. We definitely are real. This is the Diver Room. This is. We, we are real. So first thing I want to talk about, talk about last week is uh, we did make some comments about Helen Story, who is Lee Westwood's fiance, as you say, mm-hmm. uh, and Caddy. And I just want to at least kind of make everything clear that Todd and I, or at least I, listen to it back. And I just want, at least want to make sure and reaffirm with everybody out there, all of our loyal listeners, that uh, um, we know that she can do the job. Uh, we made some comments that um, I, I hope weren't taken the wrong way, but I know that she can do the job. She can do the job that Lee Westwood needs. We made some comments that she definitely doesn't do the same job that a lot of professional caddies that are out there. But I think when Lee Westwood, uh, the, where he's at in his career and his uh, age and maybe just the history of his personal life, he has a caddy in Helen's story, his fiance, that gives him what he needs. She is there to carry his bag. Bryson described her as his secret weapon. Uh, other people have made comments that she's a great sports psychologist. I think Lee Westwood doesn't necessarily need that person that wants to be hands-on and telling him what to do. He needs somebody there just to kind of help him along in the round to keep his mind kind of straight and and maybe not focused on the game. I'm not really sure what they talk about. I love the fist bumps. They look like they're having a great time. And I think the two of them look really happy together. He's looking good. He's looking happy. And and let's face it, I think that's probably the most important thing in life. Um, and if that's what he needs, if that's what he wants, then, then more power to him. That's a, absolutely what he said he wants is he doesn't want a caddy telling him yardages where the wind's at. He's got it. He's 47 years old, going on 48. He doesn't need that guy. He knows what he needs to do, and he's been doing it. And my my only comment was down the stretch, it would have been nice having that professional caddy that could maybe help you with some things to do a better job at the end of a tournament. Yeah, I mean, let's face it. I think these guys are so good, especially the ones that have been out there for so long. Lee Westwood has seen these courses. He's been there, done that, which... By the way, he's only won twice on the PJ Tour. Mm. Yes, he's, he's he's done great on the European Tour. Absolutely. But I think if you talk about his situation, I don't think I hate to say that he doesn't care, but he has found what he wants in his job. Right. Mm-hmm. I think if you were to say if he had a caddy that was going to do the professional caddy job and do the yardages and help him out with stuff like that. My guess is he maybe could have saved Lee Westwood, Lee Westwood a stroke or two mm-hmm. over over the tournament. Yeah. Because those guys are so good that they don't necessarily need that. Most of the time, they basically just need somebody there to give them that last <clears throat> little comment that they're going to have a positive feeling when they step up to that ball. Well, that punch out on hole four. What the fuck? Well, we're going to get to hole four. <laughs> Holy Clearly. Toledo. So I think that's enough about Helen's story. She's doing a great job. She needs to be there for what Lee yep. Westwood needs. Yeah. Uh, she won't be on the bag of the Masters, though, Todd. I did find that out. Got that fired? After, no. She didn't get fired. Mm. 
So Lee Westwood mentioned that him and his son are going to go down to Augusta. They played 18 holes yesterday and 18 holes today. But she's playing in the Honda Classic, so hey, more power to you. Go play Augusta. Yeah, or why not? <laughs> why not? I just like if to you, play golf if, every day, and it doesn't you, hurt my if back. You can you can? Jesus. Uh, so uh, his son's going to actually be on the bag for him at the Masters, which again kind of backs up what I'm thinking is the fact that he just wants to be able to spend time with people that he loves and. Who can squawk at that? So we just want to make sure that everybody knows that um, whatever Lee Westwood needs is awesome. With that, uh, I want to give a couple shout outs. Last last week, uh, I talked about how my daughters are super awesome and I love them and they're amazing little humans. I want to give one shout out specifically to my oldest daughter who actually designed our theme music and closing music. Amazing. So uh, it's great. I think we are going to send that and maybe get fine tuned by, by, by an amazing person that's uh, doing something in the works. So I also want to give a huge shout out to my wife, uh, just a strong professional woman forced to be reckoned with. I just need to give her a shout out because I gave a shout out to my kids. Didn't give a shout out to my wife. But she's amazing. I wouldn't be where I am today without her. Uh, she is definitely my better half. And she is just super supportive in any endeavor that I do and what Todd and I do. So she's been super did, supportive did, about did, this. Did uh, you get in trouble podcast. last week? I didn't. Not at all. I don't even think she listened, Todd. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know. Wow. I cannot confirm nor deny whether or not my wife listened to episode one. Okay. Nobody's in trouble if you don't listen to. Nobody's in trouble. You know what? If you don't listen, you're not going to hear this. You're not in trouble. A couple fact checks. Uh, I did some research, and we had a question about whether or not Siwoo Kim was a long bomber. Because we had said, I felt like you needed to be a bomber to win there. Uh, yeah, or we said that you didn't necessarily need to, and we brought up Siwoo Kim, and we weren't sure. Yeah. Because we clearly didn't do our research. We didn't have our facts, Todd. I know. What an idiot wow so Siwoo kim average is less than 300 yards so as you would say he is a short knocker short knocker and the last thing is we still can't confirm the legitimacy of kepka's withdrawal just going to go with the knee injury uh but we can't also deny the fact that he very well could have just gone to the range shanked it off the mats and just said, screw it. I don't want to go to the TPC. Right. There's water and sand everywhere. Everywhere. It's so hard. And I'll tell you, the Honda is tough. And we're going to talk about it. And yeah. there is that. And there's also, he might still be bent because Tiger Woods or Justin Thomas or Lee Westwood are still in his thunder. Yeah. I mean, anything's possible. Mm -hmm. It's Brooks Kepka. Yep. Enigma. Enigma. <laughs> Uh, so now let's move to current news, Todd. What do you got for current news in the world of golf? Well, uh, Tiger. So a crash reconstruction expert weighed in on the Tiger crash. And he thought that the sheriff's office was probably, in his opinion, didn't do a good job because he believes that if you or flying down Palos Verdes in your car, and you leave your lane, go over a median, through the next lanes, and then you stop because you hit a mountain, and you never hit your brakes, that indicates to him that either you were asleep or impaired. 
And he says, if you're texting or looking down or get distracted and you're like, oh, shit, I just hit a median, <laughs> you hit the brakes. You know, there would be some kind of something. So he he thought there should have been a better investigation. We can't say for sure if Tiger was impaired or not, but that's what he's saying. And Tiger's just, you know, he doesn't remember anything. And I'd stick with that story if I was him. Yeah, he probably doesn't remember anything. I mean, he took a major impact, and that's going to knock you out. Well, yeah, especially if you're sleeping through it, and then you get knocked out, you know? So yeah, so we're not going to speculate, but those are the uh, that's the news from a crash reconstruction expert. Mm-hmm. Well, we only have experts on this show. <laughs> yeah, nice. All right, let's get into it. Let's talk to players. You know, I think last week we got called to the Players Championship presented by the PJ Tour. I think they officially changed the name a few years ago to just the Players. Oh, I think you're right, and we. <laughs> It's just old habits die young, Todd. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's still, it's the players presented by the PGA Tour. Justin Thomas, our champion. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. He he has clearly been off a little bit, rightfully so. Some mm-hmm. uh, brought on by himself and some not. But man, he sure pulled it together Saturday and mm. then Sunday just, bam, shut the door. Yeah, he's a good when he gets hot, he's hot. And he proved it on that back nine the way he just kept hitting those irons. You know, I saw a stat where he had more putts than shots on the front nine on Sunday. He had 19 putts and 17 shots. Wow. I don't even know what to think of that. You have more putts than everything else. That's just insane. So tee shots, approach shots, chip shots, you have more putts. Yeah. So, and, and and still play that well. He shot a 68, had 34 putts and 34 shots. That's a 68. Amazing. If I had 34 putts, I just shot a fucking 95. <laughs> you know, it was a miracle. She says... Because I think a lot of those guys do 26, no problem. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's how you shoot low numbers. Super happy for the guy. That 68 was pretty amazing. I mean, that eagle on 11. Oh, man. He, yeah. He eagled 11 after after two birdies, and then he followed it up with a birdie. He was five under on holes 9 through 12 on Sunday. Yeah. And he shot a 64 on Saturday. Insane. Not bad. Yeah. One thing Saturday night that kind of cracked me up, Justin Lannard, who who is a player's champion, former champion, or at least he thinks so, right, Todd? That's what he said last week. <laughs> he sure talks like he is. Yeah, right. So Saturday night, Justin Leonard compared how Justin Thomas looked to how his dogs look when he scolds them. I didn't understand what he was trying to say. I, th- I think Justin Thomas has been, I mean, emotionally just exhausted uh, between his grandfather passing away and he's had a tough time dealing with uh, Tiger's accident as well. And the self-inflicted. And, yes. And the self-inflicted uh, setback was his uh, homophobic slur that he uh, uttered in Maui. Mm-hmm. 
So, and he, he self-admittedly says that he hasn't been right since then. And, and who knows what he's going through to be able to deal with that. Uh, Justin Leonard did end up giving him props, uh, but seriously, do you come up with a better comparison next time? I don't even get it. I don't either. I mean, first off, Justin Thomas doesn't look like a dog that just got scolded. He looks like a guy that's just been put through the ringer for several weeks. He's a professional golfer and he's in the spotlight. Right. Your dog does something bad. You yell at it. I mean, it's going to run to the corner. Well, I've got a, this morning, you know, I had to just, uh, eat some food before I came over here and I'd make a ham and cheese sandwich and I go downstairs to get some pickles and I hear a tap dance upstairs. I was like, oh shit, Moses Honeyman. I go run up there, and he's got some ham and cheese on the floor. I'm like, Moses, you're bad. And he's like, what? What? Opportunity, bro. So, um, you know, I don't <laughs> so know about clarify, this. clarify, Moses Honeyman. Yeah. He's my, your dog. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's, he's, he's a terrorist. He's terrible. But I love him. Yeah. Well, we might have more on Justin, but let's move on to Bryson. Wow. Yeah, another solid week, man. Just between... Bryson Westwood, and I think Corey Connors was even up there towards the end. I know. I feel I like mean, an idiot for not picking Corey Connors <laughs> last week. Neither one of us picked any one of those guys. Oh, I picked Bryson. That's right. Good job. But but just another solid week. It's just amazing. Except for hole number four. Yeah, unfortunately, I think we're, he's all this year for Bryson, he's just going to be remembered as just the top off number four. T box. It looked like a Saturday down at the men's club. It, it was unreal. I mean, it was one of those kind of things you kind of see the ball go off. You're like, no, that, that's just got to be like some crazy low shot that he's been practicing. But man, when it dives, when it dives, yeah, that's a top. Yeah. Well, and I think it's clear based on his reactions. We know that the, it's going to be a bad shot because he's very uh, animated. Have you ever and, topped a ball? Oh. Absolutely. Off I a have. tee, right? Yes. It's, I mean, it's crazy. Can you think of the worst top you've ever hit? Did it go straight into the ground or I, did it go backwards? Oh, it didn't go backwards. Absolutely <laughs> did not go backwards. <laughs> it's almost it, impossible. It's almost impossible. No, I, I can't remember the worst because to be honest with you, there's been so many. Well, what's worse? A top, a whiff, or a shank? Well, a whiff for sure. Yeah, when you when you address the ball, and you take a full swing at it, and you completely miss it, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's embarrassing. And you know, get it could injure you. (laughs) I mean, you could you go right through that ball and don't even make contact. (laughs) You you could pull a ligament or a muscle or something. Oh God! In a high school tournament, I was the number two golfer for the Westland Lions. Uh, I remember we were all standing back there like a bunch of jerks giggling about you know hitting a stinker yeah so i go tee off first and i top this fucker and it goes like six yards and i remember looking at my coach and oh god i got the worst look then i had to stand there and wait for everybody else to hit and just look at my ball it was the worst you ever done it in a tournament oh for sure Uh yeah high school match westland high school uh we were able to uh player matches at Oregon golf club. And I think there was a couple of us that, te- that uh, topped it off the first tee there. Yeah. Long part five. Just trying to hit yeah. the shit out of yeah, it. Just <laughs> right. hit it 40 yards, maybe. And then you have, Oh, 40 is great. Oh, better than gosh. six. Oh yeah. I mean, there's a lot of times like you, you get to the first tee and you're so nervous. You're like, what's the biggest club I got? 
And even though you know it's the wrong club, but you at least know that it's, you're not going to top it or shank yeah. it or miss it. So that happened to those guys on four. Yeah, we've digressed slightly. Sorry but about it's that. Fun, fun, fun comments. Yeah, so he tops it off the tee, goes into the water, takes a drop from the ladies' tees. Mm. Well, sorry, I don't know if they're called ladies' tees anymore. The front tees. Yeah, forward tees. Forward tees. And then he hits a four iron. Did he have and, to? Did he have to hang his wang out? That used to be the deal. Like if you didn't make it past the forward tees, you had to. I believe he didn't. <laughs> that boy, that would have been, been probably, great for TV. Probably a great choice. Uh, however, he did make it past those tees. So, oh, otherwise, they probably have a deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's a rule on the PGA Tour. Okay, but I could be wrong. So then he hits his third shot after his drop. After the penalty. Dead shank. Toe shank, right? Well, I don't know. He said that he cracked his four iron. I don't know how you crack a four iron. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say that too if I just did dead shank. Yeah. I I saw him looking at Tim. He's like, look, look at my club. Yeah. Tim, unbelievable. Tim, did you see that? Like, yeah. Are you shitting me? That's in the pine straw. How the hell are we going to get back? And that hole, the green slopes away from where he was. He made a six. He did. It was an amazing six. I mean, after that shank, he had he had to punch out backwards into the pine straw, then chip up and made the putt. I mean, it was, it was an amazing six. I'd have made a 10. I would have made a 12. Still, impressive week, though. Just to go from what he did last week to, to be in contention, it, it was amazing. I, I was, again, you know, he kind of went Bryson on a few things, but man, he actually did impress me. So yeah. uh, Wednesday night, I was kind of watching some players preview coverage and they showed him out at the range. He was having a range session and he was walking away and dude, he was chatting up some fans. He was taking selfies with them. It was, it was super, super cool just to kind of see him being just, just a 26 fun, a fun year old. Guy. Yeah. A 26 year old that just, he he just looked like he was having a great time. His uh, putter let him down. I mean, if he yeah he didn't make shit on uh, whatever Sunday in the front anything he didn't make anything until and I think I guess the ultimate little kick in the nuts was eighteen when he horseshoed that one out. Yeah, yeah, for sure that would have been you know tie second. Yep, and Westwood wouldn't have made that putt. You know, and he would have had it only solo second. Yeah. And- before the tournament started, you know, I, I touched on it last week about, you know, I'm not sure what kind of holes there are for Bryson to really go for. We talked about 18, but they put that internal out of bounds. There really wasn't any. I mean, he de- definitely had some bombs that, mm-hmm. but there was nothing that he really just absolutely went for. He showed some serious restraint, if that's even the right word. He actually is just a smart golfer and he's a good golfer. So hitting a three or a four iron off of 18 tee boxes is smart for him. So there was some commentary about the distance debate again that surrounds Bryson DeChambeau and Sir Nick Faldo had suggested, why not, why don't we shorten the tees? So Bryson plays with four inch tees. He tees the ball up relatively high. And to be honest with you, if they ever made that a rule, I'd be screwed, dude. Wow. Have you ever seen anybody tee the ball up higher than me? No, absolutely not. I mean, it makes me so nervous. I would just go right underneath it. But man, when you get, you know, just hitting up on it, you just hit 
huge drives. And, you know, the reason we won the Union Golf Tournament oh, yeah. two reigning years champions. ago was... Reigning champions. Yeah, boom. Because COVID canceled the last one. So we are reigning champions of, of the local 1660 golf tournament. And the reason we won was because, A, you hit bombs. Bombs! I was on it that day. With your driver. And, B, you didn't drink as much Bud Lights as us because you had to go to your daughter's birthday party thank god was that that year yeah thank god somebody was sober yeah yeah you're right appreciate that yeah no problem i'm here for you Mm. sir nick faldo suggested shortening the t's and then fairty agreed with him and then faldo followed it up with how about nothing less than a 10 degree loft on the driver wow i'd be screwed there too did i played with a seven degree driver for the longest time now i have a nine wow those, those are just silly things to be honest with you i mean i don't want to get into a distance debate and equipment rollback and all that kind of stuff because i don't know the facts and we only report facts here that's and right so i i i don't know i i i think again bryce is doing something super fun he proves that he is just a great golfer i mean he didn't hit he didn't bomb his drives like he was last week i mean he, he did but he 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 picked apart that golf course and you need to mm-hmm. and he he did a great job. He had a great week. Lee Westwood. Wow. Another solid week. Why didn't any one of us pick him? I don't know. I think maybe both of us kind of thought maybe it was just a one-off. Uh-huh. I mean, I think he truly proved that I think he's back. I don't know if he ever left. He's going to be at the Ronda. Are you going to pick him? Uh... Gosh, I'd be hard-pressed not to pick mm-hmm. him, right? Yeah. But again, it's, you know, three weeks in a row is hard to do. And then he plays 36 at the Augusta. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. I, I do like the guy. He did have a solid week. Uh, but again, like Bryson, I think he's going to be known what happened on four as well. Whew. Uh, just that wayward shot. He He hit this thing so far right and into that little water hazard. But dude... Just goes to show you just how good these guys are. He ended up getting a bogey. So he dropped, hits up, and two putts. Amazing. Of course he did. Um, he also had a questionable drop. He did. I saw that. I saw the PJ Tour came out with some comments uh, regarding that. And I don't know. I, I don't have enough knowledge of that course to really know. <clears throat> well, he doesn't have a history like uh, a certain golfer. Yeah. Yeah, does yeah he doesn't have the history so and and honestly that shot that was in question he couldn't see where it went in so it literally was hey I didn't see this and he was up front and they brought in the rules official and he's like I don't know where it went in I don't know where to drop mm-hmm. and they worked through it and they and they and they did and uh, I mean was it going to cost him any more shots I don't know maybe one well that's where it you know it might have cost somebody else a little bit more money. Everybody creates a wake, and his wake yeah. is is good. Patrick Reed's wake is is not good. So, yeah, I, dude, I thought we were gonna make it through a podcast without talking about ooh, Patrick Reed. Ooh, sorry, sorry. Uh, I guess maybe I should fill our beers then. Okay, we'll continue on. Is there anybody else that you wanted to talk about, Todd? When you get back from filling our beers, well, I, I can. I let's talk about the debacle at seventeen on thursday did you watch golf on thursday i don't remember i don't uh, i did i did but i don't remember when and okay so this i I, I was in and out i didn't watch like just sit down and watch you're probably saving that lives 
that yeah, day. We went to the firehouse, right? Potentially, yeah. Oh, good job. Um, I watched it, and it was a nightmare for those poor bastards. There was 32 balls, I believe, in the in the water that day. Uh, 35. There was 35 balls that went in there. Nine triples or worse, and an 11. And an 11. And an 11. Who got it? <laughs> Who got the 11? <laughs> it's a par three. We only report facts. Who got the 11? <laughs> I believe it was Ben on. I believe so too. I think that was in a text. Yeah. Yeah. You said we were talking about how our golfers were shit in the bed. And and then you're like, there's a lot of golf left. And I'm like, not, not for, for Ben, ben on. <laughs> that guy's done. Yeah, he was done. 11. Um. It, it was just awesome. Just And at one point, Kevin Nah, he also lost his mind there. And he kept hitting this little low after he rinsed the first time. Then he went over there, I don't know, three more times and rinsed. And he was so mad, he pulled out another box of Pro V1s and hurt his back because he had a WD after yeah, that. Yeah, he did have a WD. Jesus. I would have too. Yeah, He right? didn't have an 11, though. I think he got an 8. Yeah, he got an eight on. He got an eight. He got an eight. Ben on had an 11. On a par three. So Kevin Nas shot 81 and said, fuck it. Yeah, I'm out. He threw his clubs in his trunk and slammed it. Kevin Nas, trunk slammer. Yeah. He's he's kind of my uh, ding dong of the week. Ben on, he's like, I shot an 83. I'm coming back for more tomorrow. Yeah. Only room for improvement, right? (laughs) Exactly. And he did. 79 on Friday. All right. Jordan Spieth hit into Rory Sabatini. Did you see that? Uh-uh. Oh, my gosh. On number 11. I think it's always kind of fun to see that kind of interaction. Uh-huh. And uh, clearly the guys on the tour probably feel the same way that I do about Rory Sabatini because when I saw that, I was like, oh, gosh, couldn't have been a better guy. Right. Into. And I've come to find out that Jordan said something to the effect, too. Like, oh, gosh. You know, I think he knew. Because Rory Sabatini was kind of tucked behind some trees, and Jordan Spieth got up to the tee box. And, oh, he wasn't and standing in the middle of the fairway. No. Yeah. No. And so Rory Sabatini almost gets hit mm. by Jordan's drive, but he kind of gives the what for, like kind of puffs his chest out. Did he put his, walks up, did he put his hands walk, on his hips and look back? Walks out in the middle of the fairway. No, he puts his hands in the air like, hey, I'm here. It was it was just funny. I mean, Rory Sabatini has has a history and is being a little grumpy, mm-hmm. and he uh, I don't want to get into it here. Again, like Patrick Reed, I don't want to give Rory Sabatini. Did too much, Jordan too much. run up there and say, "Hey, sorry, Rory"? No, I think they kind of made some uh, a few funny comments. I don't have the full fact, so I'm not going to report on them. No, make it up. I want to hear it. <laughs> What, I mean, what was it? Kind of. I mean, do the best you can, Chris. I would. I, I honestly don't. I, I don't even know how to make it up. I didn't have time. To were they in the players' for... lounge afterwards? And Rory's like, "Hey, good day. What the fuck, Jordan? I was over there by the trees." And like, Jordan was like, "Hey, hurry the hell up, Jesus! You know, or you know, it's no big deal. I didn't hit you. You're fine. Maybe." Maybe. All right. That might have happened in the players' right. lounge. But you know what they say? What happens in the players' lounge? Mm. Stays, stays in the players' lounge. There unless, was, you're, unless you're Ian Poulter. Oh my god, that was he, hilarious! Dude, it was the best. Yeah, Ian Poulter makes a video and puts it out on Twitter because that's the kind of guy he is. He's a 
He is just all over Twitter and just a great, great personality, great for golf. He is just one of the best dudes out there. But it was him and Rory McIlroy and Tyrell Hatton and uh, Henrik Stenson had just left. And he's making this video. He goes, oh, it's just it's me, it's Rory, it's Tyrell, and Henrik just left. And combined total of plus, what, 27? 29. Plus 29 combined total. And it was so funny. They looked oh. exhausted. Oh, like, gosh. I mean, I guess when, I mean, Henrik Stenson went 85-74. Yeah, horrible. Just hot. I think I, I haven't looked into that guy because he's always just kind of been one of those guys that's just been, just he's been around forever. Mm-hmm. I think he's struggling. And he's <laughs> got some demons like... Yeah. I ain't picking him next week, no. I'll tell you that much. No. I bet you Ricky Fowler does better than him, and that's saying a lot. Potentially. One last thing I want to touch on about the players is Victor Hovland. This is potential ding-dong of the week, but I think ding-dong of the week needs to be more like... His mom. kind of. Well, ding-dong of the week needs to be more like kind of brought on maliciously sometimes. <laughs> but Victor Hovland in round one on number 15 moved his mark out of the way, out of someone's way. And instead of moving it back to its original position, he moved it even further away. So if you don't understand, if you're not a golfer, but you're just a Todd and Chris fan, when you mark your ball on the green, you can move it. You got to have a fixed object that you align it with, and then you can move it a putter head length away or two. But then you return that to the original position. And generally these players out there will remind each other, and I'm sure somebody reminded of him, but he just had a total brain fart. And just instead of moving it back, the original position, he actually moved it one more away and hit it from the, uh, not the original position. So under rule 14.7a, he gets a two-stroke penalty. And rumor has it that it was his mom that alerted him to that mishap. Yeah, she, after the round, I believe. Yeah, she's over in Denmark or yeah. Sweden or or Finland, Finland, and she's or, like, or Hi. Norway. We're not sure where he's from. That's okay, yeah. honey. Um, how much trouble did you get in for not moving your ball back to the correct spot? And he's like, oh shit. Yeah, I better go look at that. I mean, wh- what is she doing? Well. Again, Todd, she's being honest, I and so is it. Victor. So we we can't give him the ding dong of the week because I don't know. How, I don't know right how. Thing. I don't know how that happens. I don't know if he had left the course. I do know he had signed a card, but there is a rule that even if you sign a card, it's not incorrect if you come back and say, "Hey, I actually did this." So there are avenues to be Which able to go nice. back. Yeah, it's nice that Good he didn't get change. DQ'd because he actually came back and did something that Patrick Reed would not have. And let's just say this too. Patrick Reed's mom wouldn't have alerted it to him because Patrick Reed and his mom don't talk. Oh, there you have her. Jesus. Again, we just report oh, the facts. Right. And and you know what? I've got one funny comment. It was the funniest comment. Just of, just one? Well, I think you have a few. Well, what the funniest one I heard. Oh, one that was that you heard from somebody. So, I was gotcha. at the firehouse, I don't know, it was Friday or Saturday or something. Maybe Sunday. And Paul Casey, I'm, I'm working out. So I got the TV up and I'm, I'm listening and working out, getting swole. Yeah. Um, possibly a little rhabdo. Anyway, I hear somebody say, I think it was Raj. Raj says, Maltby? Yeah, Maltby. Raj, 
And he says, yep, you're always on the hairy edge of a hole. And I'm like, what the hell? You can't say that. And it turns out it's you're always on the hairy edge of a disaster. But I was like, this just got vulgar. Did you guys hear that? And uh, anyway, that was my I, I had a good giggle. Because, I mean, to compare the TPC to a hairy hole, that's weird. It's kind of weird and vulgar. So, anyway, I digress. Sorry, Chris. Yeah, let me collect myself. I'm sorry. Did you hear that? about? The I, did, I did not. <laughs> you didn't I, hear about the hairy edge or the hairy hole of disaster? I, I, I did not. Mm. Oh, Was he talking about 17, though? Just, I think, the entire. Just the entire. The, yeah, because there are a lot of bullkids and stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was a 17. Yeah. Yeah. Is that it? Is that all we got on the players? I mean, JT ran away with it. Well, he didn't run away with it. Let's be 2.5. And then uh, second place, 1.6. Yeah. Do you think Helen got 160,000? No, I guess it'd be 7%. I I, I don't know. Maybe if they have separate bank accounts, if they have that kind of relationship. But she had to pay for her own room. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe they split the cost. I don't know, Todd. We're done with Helen's story. All right. Sorry. All right. (laughs) But I. Uh, Justin Thomas's yeah caddy. I saw that. Go for it. He he went and looked at the payouts. Yeah, and his eyes got wide and saw two point six ten percent of that two sixty. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It was it was quite the uh, it was kind of a cool sequence of events. He was, he was leaving. He kind of double checked after he took a sip of water. He's like, Ooh. wow, and nice. Make a little paycheck. Uh huh. He was also the caddy that when Justin Thomas won the FedEx Cup, Justin Thomas brings home $10 million. So Jimmy Johnson, his caddy, gets home, brings home a million. That's amazing. Yeah. And he made some comment on like Twitter that said like my bank account just saw a flood of cash. (laughs) Swole. Yeah. I feel like Jimmy Johnson missed a golf tournament because of illness or something. Yeah. Bones. uh, And Bones caddy for him and he won. Oh, he very well could have. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. It sure does. Uh, Let's talk about Honda Classic. Yeah, the Ronda. PGA National, the champion course. Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. Par? 71. No. 70. Yeah. What? Yeah. Nice. Do you, uh, the purse is $7 million. Do you remember who the champion is from last uh, the last Honda Classic? Sung J.M. Yeah, you're right. That's all. That's about the borderline of my uh, getting ready for this podcast that I did you on just, the... You on, just did some research. You don't remember who the runner-up is? Nope. Do you? Mackenzie Hughes. Huh. I'll be danged. Yeah. How about the designer? Uh, is it Buddy Mason? <laughs> no, it's not Buddy Mason. Okay. How about, is it Pete Dye? It's not Pete Dye. What? No. He's got quite the portfolio, but not uh, okay. PJ National. Jack Nicholas's The Bear Trap. Did Jack Nicholas do it? Yeah. So I'm looking at it right here. It says George and Tom Fazio actually designed it, and then it was redesigned. By Jack Nicholas. I'm not sure when it was redesigned, but yeah, he he did redesign it. So the bear trap that you're uh, uh, talking about, what is it, 16, 17, 18, or is it 15, 16, 17? I, I can't remember. 15, 16, 17. Yeah, 15, 16, 17. 
Par three, par four, par three. Yeah, it's called a bunch a, of water a bear trap. It's 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 crazy. There will be certainly be some excitement this week. What do you got on it, Todd? I mean, you got anybody that you're looking at? You got any kind of well? For for one thing, the bear trap. I I love that, and for a number of reasons. One of the reasons is my. I remember my wife telling me a story about her and her girlfriends living in Pueblo, Colorado. They're 16 and they're squeezing themselves into some really tight jeans and then they wear bear traps. I'm like, what the hell is a bear trap? Yeah, what are bear traps? It's this big, tall, wooden shoe. Just ridiculous. Oh, they, they look like bear traps. Oh, my God. So, yeah, they they go out drinking and, and I'm like, how old are you? And she's like, 16, but we look hot in our bear traps in our tight pants. I'm like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> but... um. Yeah, so it's a really tough course. And it's before where it's currently, <clears throat> it used to be at a separate course. And uh, everybody hated it. It was like going to Kanita. You ever play at Kanita? Oh, yeah. And the wind just blows like a motherfucker and I, the greens the only thing i really remember about canita is actually the layout was relatively okay and the course itself was was pretty good but man it was just blazing hot every time i played there and i think i shot 110 when it was 110 <laughs> degrees out so it, where it used to be played greg norman called it a mickey mouse course and a carnival because you know the wind would blow the ball all over the place and he said i hit Every shot good, but two and shot a 77. So they ended up moving it to where it was less windy. And anyways, it's it's a it's a fun tournament because, yeah, like you say, down coming down the end with a bunch of water and people, the cheese starting to bind and you want to win. You don't want to blow it. And then you start rinsing. I love it. Yeah, it is. It is a fun one to watch. And it has a, it has a tendency to kind of bring out some people's first victories uh, or at least maybe some. Some people that you just don't hear about as as much as some of the others. So it's 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 adding. I think they said they were going to let ten thousand more people come in, which I think is good. So ten thousand total. No, they said ten thousand more than last week, or than what was originally supposed to happen. Oh, gotcha. So they got approval for so many people, and now yeah. they're going to bring in Ron ten thousand more. Said, hey, let's do this. Yeah, which I'm fine. I mean, let's let's see what happens. And so for sixty dollars a day, you can get in, yeah. or you can club access for $325. You can sit by like the bear trap and suck down a bunch of suds. And go, hey, Fafa Fooey. But so, yeah. What I, was that again? Fafa Fooey? Fafa Fooey. Yeah, that was uh, Howard Stern. Uh, oh. If you listen, yeah, a lot of people to like Howard to. Um, no, but you can hear when people tee off. You could hear somebody in the back go Ripper Magoo or Fafafui. And that's, you know, a bunch of Floridians just yeah. getting their drank on. And I'm fine with that because they've been all cooped up. Yeah. We're not judgy. No. We're going to get to our picks for the Honda Classic here in a little bit. And we're going to talk about the results of our picks from the players. One thing I do want to mention, though, is within this field, there is a a young professional golfer by the name of Kamayu Johnson. Kamayu's got a great story. I encourage everybody out there, if they have any interest in golf or just in humans in general, 
Uh, listen to the No Laying Up podcast, episode 400. It's an interview with Kamayu Johnson. It's amazing. It's some really cool insight into him as a person. He was taken under the wing of uh, Jan Auger at the local golf club that he lived nearby. He lived in an apartment with several other family members, lower income. He was a baseball standout, had to give it up because he couldn't afford it. Dropped out in the eighth grade. And here he is on the PJ Tour. There's a lot more to this story, so I do encourage you to maybe just kind of go to episode 400 of the No Lane Up podcast. Uh, he was supposed to play in the farmer's insurance for his PJ Tour debut. He ended up testing positive for COVID. And then he ended up playing at Pebble Beach. Now here he is again playing in the Honda Classic. Classy guy. Great, great interview. Kamayo Johnson. Sweet. I'll check him out. All right, Todd. Here we are again. Everybody's favorite segment of our show, mm. of our podcast. I don't know if it's really a show. But ding dong of the week. Again, I wish I had the little ding dong. Mm. So as this has been inspired by the one and only Patrick Reed, I do have something that he's not the ding dong of the week, but I want to talk about this ding dong because it's the 15th anniversary of Stephen Ames winning the players in 2006. And I remember this because Stephen Ames was kind of the Patrick Reed. Well, he wasn't because he wasn't a cheater. Probably he was just, he was just lightning rod. He was a dork. Hmm. Still is probably. When they asked him after winning about getting into the Masters, his response was something to the effect of, I'll see if we can go. Mm. Mm. Stephen Ames, 2006, Players Champion. I'll see if I can go to the Masters. See if we can maybe fit it in. Unbelievable. What? Yeah, the greatest tournament. Jeez. If, you want, if you're going to win one tournament... I think the majority of people would say the Masters. Yeah. This guy just got cleaned. Tiger Woods cleaned his house in the match play that year, too. Oh, God, yeah. After some controversial comments about Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods just cleaned his house. Seven and eight. Oh, nine. Yeah, just Just uh, kicked his ass. Yeah, it was so, so awesome. I remember that. That was fun. Do you have any... Ding dong of the week nominees or anything? no? Just probably Kevin Nod doing the WD after making an eight, just and saying my back. Was it your back from pulling another box of Pro V ones out, or was it, you know? Yeah, ben, you know. ben on made an eleven. He's like, Pfft. yeah, but it's not like he cheated. No, good he gave point. up prize money to somebody. I mean, it's not like he was going to make the cut. I, and I don't think another person gets in because his back. Although, no, Steve Stricker got in because... Yeah, somebody probably would have gotten in, but still, I mean, Kevin Na had a chance. I mean, Kevin Na's a good... So it wasn't his Kevin back. Na's a good golfer. He just had a bad round, and maybe his back. I don't know. I'm not going to be judgy again. I think that's just what you got to report on. The I'm fact judging. His, his back He hurt. played like shit on 17 he and said, slammed his trunk. He did. Kevin Na, trunk slammer. I wish we could have a segment of Trunk Slammer of the Week, but I don't think there's that many people that really just withdraw because they have bad rounds. I mean, there's sometimes. so far it's it's seems to be a trend. Robert Gomez at the previous he he slammed his trunk and played the two rounds, but he didn't sign a scorecard. Right. 
So that's trunk slamming. So this, somebody's going to slam their trunk. I guarantee you. Well, there's about more this, than half the field that slams their trunk on Friday, Friday. afternoon. <laughs> well, no, somebody's going to do it Thursday afternoon. Oh, okay. Somebody's going to slam At their the trunk. the Honda Classic. Oh, yeah. You think so? Absolutely, because there's so much water and Maybe sand. Maybe we should add that to the picks. Yeah. And then... Who slams their trunk? Yeah. Let's get to our picks of the week. Should we talk well, about actually, what happened last yeah, week? Yeah, let's, let's, let's recap. So... Todd and I have a jar here. I'm not going to get into the... Well, I mean, we can. We, we you can go back and listen to episode yeah, one. Yeah, you can go back and listen to episode one and get the details about our, our bet jar. So we, we we put a certain amount in, and then based on our picks, we either put more in or even or we take some out. So we're each making three picks a week uh, what, during the the episodes that, that we're out here. And so last week, I'll just recap. Todd picked John Rom. Tony Finau. Stinker. And Patrick Cantlay. Stinker. I picked Rory McElroy. Hmm. Stinker. Colin Morikawa. Mm. And Bryson DeChambeau. Good one. So Bryson DeChambeau, T3. So that got me $2 out of the jar. Morikawa, I was even because he was T41, made the cut. And then Rory, yeah, he missed the cut, played horrible. So I owe the jar $2 for a net total of zero for me. I'm even on the week. Todd, not so much. Todd picked John Rom T9. Todd gets $2 out of the jar for that. Tony Finau, I actually said not a chance. I know. Good one. Yeah. Alice's favorite golfer. Sorry, Alice. <laughs> I'm not picking him this week. Finau missed the cut. Todd owes $2. Patrick Cantlay, he missed the cut as well. Todd owes another $2 for a grand total of owing $2. So I paid up mine up already because I'm even. Did you pay yours? I did. Okay. So let's go into this next week. So we're going to make some picks for the Honda Classic. I think I go first yes. this time, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> wow. There's a lot of good golfers. There are, and I, I've got, I've done some research. Like all of them, like all of them are good golfers. Well, four of them qualified this Monday. They did. Four, no, four. Like we're not in the tournament, right? And the only name I recognized was Eric Compton. Yeah, heart transplant. Yep. He shot a little minus something. I can't see because my picture's so blurry. Yeah, that uh, Marcelo Rosso. Never heard of him. Yeah, he was ready to go to Louisiana for it's, the Corn Ferry event, and he played that Monday qualifier. Now his plans is cha- plans have changed. Are you picking him? Nice. No, no, you, that's you not my pick. It, you said it. Is, <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, that's not the official on the books. All right, who are you picking? Gosh, you know, part of me is just going to kick myself, but I cannot pick Lee Westwood. Okay, but I'm going to go with the reigning champ, Sung J M. That's so obvious. That's just like, uh, it's a safe pick. It dude. sure is. I don't. I mean, okay, you're fine. You're not in trouble. <clears throat> I'm going. I'm going to pick. Um, and and a shout out to Alice, the one golfer she wants to see in his underpants is Adam Scott. Oh, he's so beautiful, and he, he has is. a beautiful swing. And you know what? Frankly, I want to see him in his underpants. I don't. Oh, that's cool. Your, wow, your wow. There, there's a lot of them out there. 
I mean, some of the big names that are playing, Phil Mickelson's playing in this tournament. Yeah. He ain't going to win. He's not. He's going to hit the ball all over the fucking place. Yeah. Hey, Chris Kirk. Huh. That was not one of my picks. I didn't think so. So I thought about saving that to the end, but... uh. Yeah, Chris Kirk, he's he actually played relatively well with the players. He's he's kind of on a little bit of a hot streak here, and I think he's due. He's definitely a top ten, <laughs> if not winning. I think it's a, I think it's a reasonable pick. Mine's obvious for me next. I'm gonna go with Daniel Furberger. Copy Daniel Berger. <laughs> I've heard of him. Yeah, it's pretty good. So I've got a. <clears throat> I've got a few others here. I'm just going to list them out. I mean, I wrote down Lee Westwood. Mm-hmm. I wrote down Tyler McCumber. I wrote down Joachim, 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 Joachim Noah, Neiman. I, I thought it was Joaquin. Joaquin but... <laughs> Yeah. It's like saying quick. Neiman. We'll just say Neiman. Okay. Uh, Peter Malnati mm-hmm. and uh, Adam Long. I don't. I, I feel like I can go any, any way with any of these guys. I'm going to go with Tyler McCumber. McCucumber. Nice. And I got to tell you, so I was uh, a guy that I play poker with. I'll just call him a friend. Friend of mine that I play poker with. Is he a friend of the show? He's a friend of the show. Nice. He reached out to me because now we are content experts, Todd, whether we like it or not. People are looking to us for advice. And facts. And he asked me who I would pick this week. And so I gave him several names, which I probably listed here today. So I'm really hoping that he does well because I think maybe he'll come back to me next week. I mean, even if I don't pick great, I don't know. I I like that pick. You know, I'm not against it. I mean, if you're just going for safe, making the cuts, getting the top 25 picks, I think Sung JM, Chris Kirk, Tyler McCumber are going to be there at the end of the week. I think that's that's solid. I'm going to go with somebody that's got a great name, the Gooch. Yes. Taylor Gooch. So put him down. He's going to be there. I'm, I can't believe nobody took Lee Westwood. I couldn't do it. I we're, just, we're going to kick ourselves because the guy's going to come back and win and, and get second place. But again. he's in a, I mean, he's, he's in Augusta. So he's not clearly not playing practice rounds at the bear trap. Oh, he might play Wednesday. I don't know. Hell yeah. He's playing. You think? Yeah. He plays every day and his back's got to be getting sore. I was just going to say, dude, Ah, yeah, at 47 years old, I mean, he's got to, I mean, playing that much and doing plane rides. and. Can you imagine playing nine days in a row? No. No, I'd be wrecked. Yeah, he'd have to get a massage. So I think Lee Westwood, uh, he's been on a good run. I think he will probably drop to the back in the pack. He probably will make the cut. But I think he's got his eyes set on one thing, one thing only, and that's the Masters. Yep. I think they all know that Tiger's not going to be there, so Tiger's not going to be the focus, so it is up for grabs this year. I like those picks, dude, both of our sides. I think it's going to be better, I hope, because, man, think so too. Thursday looked really crappy for me when I saw my golfers shooting 80s and stuff. Yeah. Tony Fina, dude, I kind of had to giggle when I saw that. Sorry, Alice. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. Yeah. I did some math. I was like, he's got to shoot a 67 on, you know, or 66 on Friday. He's got it in him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
All right, let's do some final thoughts, Todd. Do you have any? Uh, Oregon State Beavers, Pac-12 champions of basketball. Oh, gosh. So I've got this written down. I said, any college basketball picks? <laughs> You're such a homer. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Wow, do you really bet on that? Like, did you fill out a back bracket and you got Oregon oh, State winning the whole thing? No. I, I got them beating Tennessee. You can yeah, take that no, to and the, the bank. And, and you know what? They're coming off a great win in the Pac-12 Wins. championship. And, uh, you know, I'm a Duck fan, but I'll root for the Beavers. I'm going to root for the Ducks. Yeah. So, it's... Uh, it, it should be it should be good just to be able to see the March Madness again because we missed out on it last oh, year. Oh, for it's, sure. It's for it's, sure. It's a good time. That's it. All right, man. All right, dude. So, uh, hey, thanks for everybody for listening and your support. Uh, we'll be back during Masters week. So, we're going to take a little bit of a uh, little bit of a break. We're focusing on the players and all the all the other majors. Uh, so, follow our picks for the Honda Classic and then we will be back after spring break and after the first week of April, we will be back for the Masters. You won't want to miss it. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcast. Anywhere else that you find podcasts and go ahead and subscribe, like us, tell everybody about us. We want some followers. We want you to like what we do. And uh, we really appreciate the love and support that we've already been getting. So for Todd, I'm Chris, and we'll see you the week of the masters best week in sports. Everybody be good humans, get vaccinated. Everyone have a great week except for Patrick Reed.